Journey Inward, Journey Outward. Spiritual formation and ethical action in this new year of 2022, which points us to the expansive topic today of peace, inner peace, with a mindset that matters. The second text, which Michael read for us, is a mysterious one. Yes, even an intimidating one from the sixth verse of the eighth chapter of Paul's letter to the church in Rome. Hear it with your inner ear. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. William Butler Yeats was an Irish poet and dramatist who struggled in his artistic vision with the wonder and pervasive fear which has gripped people throughout history. In his autobiography, published a year before his death, Yeats offered these melancholy lines. When I think of all the books I've read, and of the wise words I have heard spoken, and the anxiety I've given to parents and grandparents, and of all the hopes that I have had, all life weighed in the scales of my own life seems to me preparation or something that never happens. Yeats was an inward journeyer, probing, evoking, and grappling with mythic images which would explain his life and illumine his being. And he could not find the inner key. Carl Jung, the Swiss psychiatrist whom I mentioned last week, did a lot to help us understand the tension within of of light and darkness. He had a career that spanned five decades, and Vincent Broom describes Jung's closing years this way. The older I become, the less I have understood or had insight into or known about myself. For one who had spent most of his life investigating his psyche, it was tantamount to an admission of failure. And so... I am disappointed and not disappointed. I cannot form any final judgment. Still, he quoted the Chinese sage Lao Tzu with evident relish and self-application. All are clear. I alone am clouded. He commented to a friend, That's exactly as I feel in advanced age. Once I was alienated from the world, Now, it is transferred to my inner world. I have a very surprising unfamiliarity with myself. How often, when you have gone deep within yourself, have you had a surprising unfamiliarity with yourself? I know I have, more often than not. And so Peter Townsend, The British rock composer can sing of his struggle for self-insight in the song, The Seeker. I am happy when life's good, and when it's bad, I cry. I got values, but I don't know how or why. Not knowing the how or why of our interior life, is that not a big part of the struggle of faith? Each of us have our own 
personal struggles for inner awareness, for self-fulfillment, and for peace of mind. Some people are, are terribly confused. Some are deeply depressed. Some think they need a new setting. Some have a midlife crisis. Some think they need a new job, a new house, a new spouse, a new life to find that elusive thing called inner peace. The journey, in some shape or form, is common to us all. So what is our journey for ultimately? It is impossible to start anywhere except with the self, but the Christian life does not end with the self. We need to comprehend something of ourselves, but not be preoccupied with ourselves. You see, all authentic peace within the self must come to terms with the paradox of self-awareness and self-abandonment. This is what the Apostle Paul means when he speaks to us about a choice in life in this text of the morning. We can choose, says Paul, to live our life after the flesh or after the Spirit. Life after the flesh is not life that focuses only on the physical body, but it is life that is is self-orbiting, where the whisper is heard, if only I can get one more insight, read one more book, experience one more spiritual breakthrough, get past this current stress, then it will all come together. Perhaps then I will find inner peace. But that way of thinking is an illusion. Because just when you think you're about to get it, 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 it slips away. And so the game continues and we say to ourselves, this next time, this next time will be different. And of course, it never is. It's something like that game I remember playing when we were children in a large swimming pool in the summertime with a greased watermelon trying to get it from one end of the pool to the other. And just when it's in your grasp, it slips away. From Noah's Ark comes this whimsical story of conversation between the animals. Pain, said the giraffe. You haven't experienced pain until you've had a sore throat. Oh, oh, said the hippopotamus. Have you ever tried chapped lips? Haven't you known people so absorbed in themselves they can only think of their own pain and problems, never mind that everyone else has them too? To seek to find the self by focusing on the self is endless regress. To set the mind on the flesh, says Paul, is death. But here the other half of Paul's prescription for inner peace. To set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. To be touched by the Spirit is to dare to release your inner mystery this morning with all of its crud and sludge to the mystery of God's presence in your life. And, says Paul, Jesus Christ is the resurrection energy which makes that possible. Now, I submit to you this morning that that is either pious churchy talk or it is, as Paul suggests, life and peace. Let's be, let's be completely honest. The terms are risky. For whenever I, I let go of myself, 
the fear is, even though it isn't articulated, that, that I may well disappear. And faith is proceeding in spite of risk and on the belief that my life is not confined and defined by flesh alone, by the self alone, but that joyously and in reality, God reaches out to me in Jesus Christ through his resurrection power. That's what Paul's theological talk is all about. It's about inner realities. Have you ever thought about how after an artist shapes a clay pot, it's the emptiness inside that holds what is wanted? Wood and and bricks fashion a house, but it is the inner space that makes it livable and offers the potentiality of home. We work with the outer, but it is the inner we really use. In faith development, inner realities have to do with how you get in touch with that part of yourself that is part of God's spirit. Here again, a portion of Isaiah 26. Those of steadfast mind you keep in peace. In peace because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord God, in him, you have an everlasting rock. To the peaceful mind and spirit, all things are possible. Inner peace. What is it really? I must confess, for me personally, it has often been an elusive thing. A peaceful mind and spirit is a condition which nothing weighs on, nothing worries, which is free from being confined and defined by self-orbiting and from all self-seeking, and is completely merged into the will of God. Friends, as I said at the beginning, this is a mystery. How God works in my life in Christ, I do not fully understand. But strangely, I do know that the mystery I am to myself is touched and restored by the mystery of God's enlivening presence in Jesus Christ. For as Paul concludes our passage for today, once the spirit of him who raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives within you, He will, by that same Spirit, bring to your whole being, even your mortal bodies, new strength and vitality. For He now lives in you. What a promise. What a promise that is. To set the mind on the flesh, on self-orbiting, is death. But to set the mind on the Spirit, God's Spirit is life and peace. Friends, that's a mindset that matters. Amen.